0: This is you are my Borough. It's playoff weekend. Borough at Coventry on Sunday for their first leg of the playoff semi-finals. I'm joined by Scott Wilson, who has been to Rockliffe today and tried to read between the lines as Michael Carrick gave us an update on the injury situation. We'll start there, obviously. What what is yeah. the latest and, and how's it looking ahead of those Coventry games?
1: It's, yeah, it was, it was a bit like the guessing game again. Um, I mean, listen, given how important the game is, it's understandable that, that Michael Carrick doesn't want to give too much away. Um, he doesn't give an awful lot of away injury-wise in the best of times, but I think it's probably understandable that he wants to keep his cards pretty close to his chest. Um, so what he did say today, which was probably stronger than he's been thus far, is that there is, in his words, a chance that at least one of the four injured players could be back in the squad for the weekend. He then kind of qualified it slightly by saying it's probably a small chance and it's dependent on on what happens in training tomorrow morning, uh, Saturday morning, obviously day before the game, before they travel down to Coventry. But he's clearly hopeful that at least one of those four will be able to make it. Now, we then went on and and kind of honed in specifically on Aaron Ramsey because obviously he's had the England under-20s call up this week, which led to kind of raised hopes that he might be at least somewhere near. And Carrick pretty much then kind of conceded that, yeah, Ramsey is hopeful on. Um, Now, with the caveat that this is still being jointly managed between Borough and Aston Villa, um, and there's absolutely no guarantees that he's there. But reading between the lines slightly, I think Ramsey is probably the one who they're most hopeful of being involved on the squad on Sunday – and then beyond that, we'll see. Um, I mean, what I would say is that I think that if Johnny Howson's fit, and and the suggestions are he probably won't be for the first leg, but if, if Johnny Howson was fit, he goes straight back into the starting team. I don't think there's any questions asked about that. The other three Ramsey, Fours, Fry, I think even if they're back for Sunday, they're probably on the bench given how long they've been out and the other options that are there and everything. Um, so perhaps we're looking at Ramsey maybe on the bench for Sunday, there if they really need to bring him on, but potentially with a view for being more heavily involved in the second leg on Wednesday when he's you know, maybe got another two, three days training under his belt. I think that's where we're probably at.
0: And I know we joke about the fact that Carrick doesn't give much away. Um, and, and, and like you said, it, it's understandable really at this stage. He's not going to want to... Tell Mark Robbins who he who he who he does or does not have available. Um but last week in his pre-match press conference and after the last country game, he, he was talking about how he's only focused on the players who are available and he, he can't spend too much time worrying about those who aren't. Even though he said there o- there is only a small chance, that yeah. the, there is a slight change of dynamic there, isn't it? it it's certainly yeah. more upbeat than it was.
1: Yeah, I, I came away from the day thinking that there's a decent chance that one of them will be in the squad on Sunday and maybe even a better chance that one slash two will be available for Wednesday. Um, now, you know, let's see. But I, th- I think that's where we're at. And and all the signs point to the fact that Ramsey's probably the one who's 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 nearest and, and that they want to look at in the morning to see how he comes through training. And then, like I say, they'll, they'll make that final decision. Um, I mean, I think, you know, again, as we've alluded to, they're in a pretty strong position, Burrow, and Carrick's in a pretty strong position that he has got players available to fill those gaps that have been created. Now, you know, they're not necessarily up to the same standard, and I would argue that's probably definitely the case in terms of Howson and who's going to come in for him in central midfield. But um, more so probably with McGree, Jones uh, and McNair, who are obviously filling in effectively for Fry, uh, Ramsey and Force. I don't think there's a need there to rush those players back. It's not like you're saying, Carl, oh, we need him back because if we don't have him, it's a real square pegs in round hole territory. Burrow aren't there, are they? So I think certainly for this first leg, there's there's probably a, 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 a degree of erring on the side of caution. Now, clearly what you do with the second leg depends on the state of the game, really. If Burrow go and win convincingly down at Coventry, you can probably be conservative and err on the side of caution for the second leg. Clearly, if Borough, say, lose at Coventry and are chasing the game, then you roll the dice a bit more, don't you? But I think for Sunday, other than Housen, and like I say, I, 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 you know, it doesn't sound like he's ready, but other than Housen, I, I don't think you take a kind of risk or push any of them straight back in.
0: I think what Housen, do you think on that? Yeah, I think Housen's the only... The only like specialist really in the in the yeah. t- I, I, like you like you alluded to there with Jones and McGree and McNair and Smith um those four players would probably all get into the team of of the other three teams who are in the playoffs jo- Jones and McGree certainly on, in 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 the attacking uh, in the attacking mm. positions you, you you could make a case for um whereas how's what how what house and offers i guess on and off the pitch as we've talked about over recent weeks is is quite unique, isn't it? And and and, yeah. and you can't really put a value on the experience and the leadership and that calming, that sense of calm. Um, but but it'd be lovely to you know if you're looking at Force and Ramsey for example, even just having them as game changers for the last half an hour. Yeah. Even if you're um, ahead on aggregate against Coventry. And you're playing against tired legs for the last half an hour. Bringing one of them off the bench for the second leg in, in, on next Wednesday um, is the last thing is the last thing a, the opposition defence is is going to want, isn't it? Fry. You would look at Fry. You know, I'm I'm a huge Dale Fry fan, and when Fry's fit, he starts for me in that Borough defence. Um, but you would look at Fry and think it's unlikely, hugely unlikely, that he's going to change. He's going to make a change at the back now. Fry well, weeks, has he?
1: That's the difference, isn't it? Johnny Housen's been out for a couple of weeks. Johnny Housen could go straight back in with one day's training under his belt. You wouldn't worry about that. Because Dale's been out for so long, you'd feel that, you know, in an ideal world, he'd need a week of full training, really, just to be, you know, sharp and, and up to anything like full speed, to then be pitched straight into a playoff semi-final against the coventry side with probably the best number nine in the league so um you know i i'd be amazed if dale even if he's fit and available would would be thrown straight in probably to either leg of a semi-final now the final's a bit different because you've got a week and a half between so you've got a bit more time there to 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 get players trained and get them up etc etc but where we're at right now yeah i i I'd be very surprised if 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 someone like Dio was pitched straight in, even if he was to be fit.
0: If if Housing isn't fit, I think you could have a good a good stab now at, at naming the the starting eleven. And I think nine of eleven starters are nailed on. Well,
1: um, let's pop it up here and see if what I've come up with uh, you agree with. This is this is going to test you because you might say that this is this is now utter rubbish.
0: Well, well, hold on, because, right? Well, yeah. So that that I was going to say for me, the only two. Where there's a slight question mark, uh Mowat or Bale are in midfield, yeah. and yeah. Smith, Smith, Smith or Dyke is at the back. Yeah. But, but yeah. for all Dyke Steele impressed in recent weeks, Smith's been his go-to man, and and I just think Marwatt gives that little bit more steel in the away leg yeah. than than Ballets. That's, and that's I was exactly my about, thinking on it. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's my thinking on it. I, I'd be very surprised if he didn't start Smith. For all that Dyke steels come in and done well when Smith's been out. He's, he's, he's relied on Smith all season. He's kind of your steady Eddie. You know what you're going to get from him, especially away from home. And then, and like you say, I, I think just the fact that this leg is away from home, it's the first of two legs. So it's the classic first round of the open golf. You can't win the game on it, on uh, lose it. But you can lose it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, I think, you know, I, I think he'll go with Mowat just because of the extra kind of steel and solidity that, that he gives you in there, assuming housing doesn't make it.
0: What Were there any other talking points then from the from the press conference? What was the general feel ahead of the game?
1: Yeah, I thought so. There was a couple of interesting things. I think, firstly, what I thought was quite interesting was um, we, we asked him a little bit on the fact that, um, look, this is a two-legged tie and... You know, Michael Carrick has spent his career playing big two-legged ties as a player at Man United in Europe, um, but actually, for a team in the Championship, it's incredibly rare nowadays that you play a two-legged tie. Does that come into your thinking? And 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 he was pretty forceful in saying, "Well, yes, it has to. This is different. It is a different setup. You know, we're going to Coventry, but." We know that on the back of going to Coventry, we're bringing them back to the riverside, and whatever happens, that's still to come. So, I took that away, thinking that I'm not saying that they're going there not to lose, but I think Borough are going to Coventry, um, very mindful of the fact that, that 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 they don't have to settle anything in this game. You know what I mean? That I think that. Certainly for the first half hour or so, it wouldn't surprise me if Borough just settled themselves into the game and try and keep things tight in a way that they wouldn't necessarily, if they were going there, knowing they had to win the game or it was everything was finished. I think there is a sense that, look, there's four halves to this game. Let's just kind of settle ourselves in and ease ourselves in in the first half of the first game. Now, I could be, you know... Could be completely wrong. Maybe he'll pull a rabbit from a hat and and, and Burrow will, you know, set up way more attacking than we think they will. But assuming the side that we think is going to play, um, I came away from that thinking it wouldn't surprise me if if Sunday is a pretty cagey affair all round, to be perfectly honest. Because I suspect Coventry are kind of thinking the same. You know, the, the two games between the two teams this season have been tight. Um, Coventry clearly just want to keep, you know, the overriding priorities, keeping themselves in this game. Um, I I think Sunday will be quite a tight affair. So that was one thing. And then the second interesting thing I I thought was just the dynamic of the press conference, really, because, um, you know, I think we've discussed this on the pod before, that actually, in terms of the championship, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have a massive profile amongst kind of the national pack, if you like. Um, So, you know, national journalists will turn up every now and then to Borough Press Conferences. But today was the first time when really... Pretty much every every kind of northeast national journalist was there. Every paper pretty much was represented, um, and so you can It's interesting because obviously um, the story that that they tell to a national audience is different to the story that we tell every week to borough fans and local readers, and and it just kind of drove home to me how much nationally the narrative around borough pretty much starts and finishes at Michael Carrick. That's the story of the playoffs nationally for Borough. It's the fact that it's Michael Carrick, England international, massive name, Man United in his first managerial job. He's got Borough to the playoffs. Can he now get them up in the Premier League? And what would it be like to have Michael Carrick managing in the Premier League next season? And I just think, you know, that's an interesting dynamic sometimes because we're so wrapped up in everything else. We kind of lose track of the fact that that Borough have this kind of nationally... Interesting manager with a really big profile, and and I think if Borough do get promoted, then even more next season, it'll be Michael Carrick going up against Man United. It'll be Michael Carrick taking on Man City and Pep. It'll be Michael Carrick going back to Newcastle to take on you. New- do you know what I mean? I, I think that that's interesting.
0: And and how did he deal with that? Because because for all that is the inevitable story, um, is is the most modest and and humble or certainly comes across that way he certainly doesn't court that attention does he
1: no he doesn't he doesn't and he's not one to to kind of throw in in the whole man united thing but 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 to be fair to him he doesn't shy away from talking about it either i think he accepts that it's a part of who he is it's a massive part of his football story and and he knows that he's going to get these questions now if Borough are in the Premier League next season and there's a bigger profile, then every week he won't be getting Man United questions have and everything you because it's that France game. Does.
0: Yeah,
1: Th- that was one of the questions today. Will you be speaking to Sir Alex before this game? You know, um, and and he answered it perfectly nicely. I, um if memory serves me right, he effectively said words. To the thing of well, yeah, I might, but then I kind of speak to him every week anyway as a friend. We have those conversations. We send messages to each other pretty regularly it, it wouldn't be out of the ordinary for me to speak to my um sir alex spurs i'm not just doing it because it's the playoffs um but yeah he was asked on that he was asked on you know um big games at man united what's it like having big games as a player compared to a manager etc etc and and i think he accepts that that at the minute is part of the narrative i guess he hopes that come halfway through next season if 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 Borough are a Premier League club and, he, and he's got that attention, then eventually you get beyond that and, and the narrative changes a bit. And I guess it will. But at the moment, he's still nationally very much ex-Man United player Michael Carrick managing Borough.
0: And, and that's not too dissimilar to the last time Borough were in the playoffs and the last time Burrow were in the Premier League, because the story then was Jose Mourinho's assistant, yes. I talker anchor and have you
1: spoken to Jose right? before this weekend's game? I thought.
0: Was it was it brighten away when Jose was in the stands and went down and spoke? Yeah, yeah, keep your eye out for Sir Alex in the uh, in, in yeah, the stands yeah, yeah. And well, to Building Society Arena on, yeah. on down Sunday. The yeah, but it was very similar then, wasn't it? And then certainly in the Premier League, I remember that first Man United game when when ito came up against jersey that that yeah. was, it was all eyes on that wasn't it rather than what yeah. was on the pitch it, yeah. Was yeah. And, and clearly
1: was like i say we will get that next season if we are borough v man united borough v Newcastle, you know carrick goes back to his roots kind of thing Bura, uh, carrick v pep carrick v arteta carrick v company again you know what i mean but in the premier league this time it'll it'll be all of that um and, I, and and like I say, I think at the minute he accepts that yeah, that's part and parcel of it. Now let's see where we're at if it if it carries on like that. But um, but yeah, he's he's pretty amenable with it all at the moment. On, on
0: the subject of of Karanka's team, how how do you think this Borough team compares with the 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 playoff the playoff team, the Bamford team, and 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 yeah, and the team that lost to Norwich at Wembley?
1: Um, that's a yeah, that's a good question. I think. I There's
0: think a big, because on. I think because, because you, you kind of look back now, and and, and Ito was kind of the arch pragmatist, wasn't he? And you look back like yeah. that, but but I think that became more of a thing over, over the time he was here. And actually, in that in that first full season, you think of that Millwall goal that that, that still does the rounds yeah. now and you know, again, Riverside some of the football borough played that season was was like free-flowing and really good to watch i don't think it was as good as what we've seen from and patches this year mm. um but it was more the th- year after wasn't it and certainly in the yeah. premier league season i think that was ito's problem in the premier league he, he set out not to lose games rather than yeah rather than win them didn't
1: he? Win the, them. The i think this team has more match winners i think it's got more goal threats and and you know, if you think back to that that playoff run under I.O., so much of it was: Is Bamford going to be fit? Because yeah. if Bamford's not fit, how are we going to score goals? And and so you you know obviously we all know what happened. Bamford got rushed back; he wasn't really fit. He hobbled around for a bit at Wembley, and and that was kind of the end of that. I don't, I, you know, God, you know, let's keep everything crossed that we're not in this position. But if Archer or if Akpom were to pick up an injury and have to miss, say, the second leg. I still think, I think that Borough had more than enough match winners ex- elsewhere in that team, whether it be McGree, whether it be Ramsey coming back, whether it be Jones, now he's backfiring. Um, Force, if we can, you know, if they can get him back. Fit. I, I think there are options there. I, I don't think Borough are as, as reliant on one attacking player. So that would be one thing that I'd say. Um, I think... You know defensively there's probably similarities. I'd be interested in looking at their rec- the two records defensively over the course of the season, but you know, I both teams have been pretty solid all the way through, haven't they?
0: Yeah, admit it, it you know, where you see those kind of combined 11, um, mm. it'd, be, it'd be interesting, it'd be and interesting. Good form, it, to, to do that, um, yeah, before, before the final. We'll, we'll know, do that before it's the just, final, if if yeah, there's really a challenge
1: there. for everyone, uh if you're watching this, as you and Borough do make it through, then, um, then yeah, send us your comments with your combined 11s and we'll have a go at it as well because that would be interesting.
0: I wouldn't fancy coming up against the House and lead led bit of midfield at their, uh, at their pomp. There's, there's not, there's yeah. no shirting of tackles there, is there? <laughs> although, <laughs> although you no. can't no. leave out. No. It'd be, it'd be no. tough. It'd be yeah. hard to do that. Yeah, it'd be tough yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure I've told this one before, but when when we, when we I um, went to do an interview with Grant Ledbitter after he'd retired, um, and he was kind of, it was great, like, looking back on his time at Borough, and and he did a, um, his kind of best Borough 11 of the time yeah. he was there, and he had himself in the middle of the park, as you would do, right, rightly well, so. You've got to really. do that, though,
1: haven't yeah, you? You've got, got to
0: absolutely.
1: do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you are figured your best team, you've got to do that. Yeah, well, I'm sure allowed, this me
0: out. With, with Josh McEckran, Josh McEckran, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, I can't remember the wow. full team, I'd have to dig it out, but uh, um... that's an
1: yeah. McEckran, well, yeah, that, that's a blast from them. I mean, we'll we'll have a we'll no doubt have a wander down a uh, kind of Wem- Wembley memorable memory lane if um, if and when Borough hopefully do make that final, but let's just uh, let's just hope the bus driver's got his route uh sorted wow. a little bit better wow. because uh, yeah. I can That's still see that picture one, of
0: Leo frantically getting off the bus and running in waving. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, yeah! Goodness, waving me. the
0: team sheet.
1: Um, yeah.
0: And 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 Coventry, um, what, what has, has any news come out of of them this week uh, ahead of ahead of the first leg game? I've seen Robin saying that his players need to produce the game of their lives. On, yeah, on the- I mean,
1: you were obviously there last weekend, and Sheaf was on the bench, wasn't he? Yeah. um and i think the expectation is that he will start he he he's the one for them who's been coming back from injury um and I, and i think he was on the bench with a view if things were going wrong uh on monday he would probably have come on to try and um change things for them um i think he will probably come back into that midfield but i suspect he'll be the only change because obviously unlike borough who have been making changes mm. and, and and swapping around a bit coventry played their full team on Monday because they needed to win or, or it needed to get the draw obviously um so I think he'll come in I suspect that's the only change um and and uh, yeah I mean I, I, I saw little bits of Mark Robbins's press conference and I think um you know broadly similar to Michael Carrick in that you know I a lot of a lot of the focus from both kind of pre-matches has been on this kind of weird situation where they played each other last weekend and, and what can you take from it and will it have any difference? And I think both managers have pretty much said, look, you know, there's this idea that we can learn a bit from having played against them, but our analysts have watched 25 Coventry games or 25 Borough games in the last, you know, week. they've watched every game this season. We know inside out really how Borough play, just as Borough know inside out how Coventry play. So, you don't really need to come up against it to to kind of see that and get that. And I I can't, you know, I understand that. I see where that's coming from. So um, I think once the game gets underway on Sunday, I don't think that there'll be much relevance to the fact that they played each other last weekend. Do you?
0: No, no, I don't think so. Um, Because I think last last weekend was completely different in that only one team needed a result.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's the reality of the situation. And even in the second half, as, as we discussed where in, in, the, in the pod earlier this week, there was a kind of weird dynamic where there was a stage where Coventry didn't really know what to do. Um, and th- th- it became a bit of a non-event, really. So, uh, yeah, I think it's completely different now. I think yeah, I, I think what we saw from Coventry is, is what we'll see again from Coventry. You know, Jokeres is, is clearly the main man. As Mark was saying on the podcast earlier this week, yeah, he's really dynamic and mobile, isn't he? He's a big powerful lad. Mm-hmm. lab, he's, he's by no means a target man. No, and, and he was definitely peeling off to that left hand side and, and, and McNair yeah. and Smith. Um,
1: but I think you were very impressed with him, or weren't you?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think he's, um, yeah, and 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 when I'd looked. I think Hamer has 10 assists this season, but so does Jokerez? And and
1: yeah.
0: I think that, you know, for a striker yeah. who scored 21 He'll goals. Score as many goals he
1: has. Yeah, that's as well ten, as that's that. telling, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so there's the like you were saying about Borough, really, and that they're not overly reliant on on one player. Um in Akpom, you made that point earlier this season, didn't you? If Akpom for whatever reason stopped scoring, it wouldn't necessarily be the end of the world for Borough. Well, Jokerez yeah. offers Coventry far more than, far more than, than just goals. Yes. Um,
1: but yeah. Well, I mean, where do you stand on the, the whole two-legged thing? And, and you know, I, I think obviously it depends which way games go and early goals can change things and everything. But my general feeling with the first leg of playoff games, if I, if I had no skin in this game at all, if I had no interest in it really, as someone who quite likes a flutter every now and then, my... My blind re- almost what I would normally do is almost blind back a draw in the first leg of a playoff semi final without really knowing which two teams were in it or anything. My gut reaction would be that if you just backed a draw blind for the first leg of every playoff semi final, you'd probably make money. Now, no, someone no, would probably no go and do the stats and the figures and tell me actually you'd lo- have lost a fortune, which goes pretty much with my general gambling anyway, but uh. But that would be my kind of gut reaction for any playoff game, that actually there's a fairly decent chance it might end up in a draw. Because I think in these games, first legs in particular, if it's a draw at half-time, then there's almost more to lose than to win in the second half, if that makes kind of sense.
0: Yeah, and 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 and, and, and latching on the back of what you were saying about how Borough might approach the first leg, I, I think if Borough were to come back to the Riverside with any sort of results, then the they'd be so confident just because of yeah. A, the home form, and, and B, just how many goals have scored at home and how yeah. they've blown teams away. We were talking about it earlier this week, weren't we? Borough haven't yeah. failed to score in a home game. Only Burnley have won at the Riverside since Carrick took charge. Um yeah. It'd be a daunting prospect for Coventry if they had to come to the Riverside and get a result on on Wednesday, wouldn't it? And, and I... And and I think that'll that'll play into Borough's hands. Whereas we were saying earlier this week that that I think Sunderland will benefit from playing away second, I think it'll it'll definitely benefit Borough to be coming back home for the second leg. <laughs> Sorry about that little glitch. We're back, hopefully. Um Scott, you also spoke to Darrell Lenehan over at Rockcliffe on Friday. What what, what came out of that chat?
1: Yeah, he was a, he was very impressive actually i was spoke to him kind of a few times during the season um and he's, he's just a very level-headed um kind of composed bloke really um and yeah he was interested were a few things we talked a little bit about obviously this time last year he just missed out on the playoffs with blackburn um and there was you know questions about his future at that stage he knew there already there was interest from borough Um, And I think he admitted that it was, you know, it was a big decision because Blackburn had been a massive part of his life. There was every chance Blackburn were going to go again and and come close to the playoffs again this season, which is obviously exactly what happened. Um, But he made the decision to move to Borough. And then as we put to him, two months in, you must have been thinking, Christ almighty, have I done the right thing here? Um, And, and you know, he, he said, yeah, look, it was a tough start to the season. Things didn't go to plan. It was difficult. But um you know there was always the sense that a there was a togetherness within the squad and there was a quality within the squad that that we just kind of knew as a group that there was a way out of it and b you know yes it was october or whatever but even then in the back of their minds and it's interesting i think that he referenced this there was the fact that we all knew that forest the season before had been what in the bottom three of christmas and yet it still got promoted so you know, the championship is such a long season and there's so many ups and downs within it that that we always knew there was more than enough time to get ourselves back into it. Um, and then obviously we spoke to him a little bit about Michael Carrick and working under him. And it was interesting that he, you know, he said that, that Carrick is very, very hands-on in training and um, very quick to kind of pass on little tactical things and almost walk players through it and everything. And you, and you got the sense that that is a big part of, of Michael Carrick that, um, that you know, this this idea that he is a head coach is probably more than just a, a kind of title, if you know what I mean. I think he genuinely is the head of that coaching team and, and loves putting players through their paces.
0: And, and Lenahan has been something of an unsung hero this season, hasn't he? I mean, he, he's barely put a foot wrong, really, since Carrick came in.
1: With, yeah, since Carrick came in is the interesting thing because obviously at the start of the season, you know, a the, start, didn't he? When, yeah, and, and Burrow was shipping goals left, right, and centre under Wilder, weren't they? Which was very uncharacteristic, really, of Burrow. And and you were looking at it thinking, well, you know, they brought in this guy from Blackburn who's supposed to be this big leader and 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 you know, massive voice <laughs> in the back four, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but actually Burrow are all over the place at the back. Well, it was a back five, wasn't it, a lot of the time under Wilder. Um, but but, you know, what we've seen under Carrick is, is what Borough always knew they were getting when they signed Daryl Lenehan. You know, he has been very solid. He clearly is a leader. He's a big presence on the pitch. He's a big presence on the dressing room. Um, and like you say, you know, defensively, he's barely put a foot out of place since Carrick came in, which, um, which has been testament to him, but also clearly massively beneficial to Borough.
0: And wearing the armband as well in in, in the absence yeah. of Housen, which shows his experience. I mean, I'd imagine Lenahan is is one of the players. Housen has talked about, you know, he's desperate to win promotion with Burham for another crack at the Premier League. I'd, I'd imagine Lennahan's one of those who really wants a crack at the top flight now.
1: Yeah, well, that's it. You know, and he, and he did say that. Look, you know, I've never been in the Premier League, and yeah, you know, I came here to win promotion. It's as simple as that. Um, and obviously, he's a, he's at the age now, and he's what late twenties where this is the peak of his career. And, you know, if he doesn't make the Premier League in the next couple of years, there's every chance he probably won't. So, and there's, you know, yeah, for various different reasons, there's quite a few members of this Borough squad where, you know, this is a really, really big, big moment in their careers these next three games, hopefully, isn't it? You know, that there's players like say Stefan, who you would imagine his career could take him in innumerable different directions could end up playing in the Premier League. Could end up playing at World Cups. Could end up playing anywhere in continental Europe. It wouldn't be surprised you. But there's probably you know there's probably other players within the squad. House and obviously Lennon, Crooks, maybe um, you know where this is. This is kind of their shot. This is their this is their chance at it.
0: Akpom, I mean after the Akpom, season, started, yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. a chance to show that if you know it's not it's not just a one-season wonder that he can build on it and he can build on it at the top level. And I think another one, just tapping into what you were saying there, just to before we wrap up, when you were saying about the early stages of the season and Lenahan almost that, that period of thinking, you know, what have I done here? type thing, have I made the right decision? Ryan Giles must have been another one thinking that because yeah. I remember speaking to Giles back in the summer, I think it was at York, friendly at York. And Giles was saying then how Chris Wilder was a huge influence in, in in making the decision because he played with wing backs and he looked and yeah. thought, I want to be part of that. And then when it doesn't go to plan, you know, you look at Giles at 23, you had a few loan moves that didn't really go to plan. Your Blackburn last year didn't really take off for him. Mm. In those first couple of months of the season, he must have been thinking again, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at risk of losing another season here if this doesn't yeah. pick up. And then there's the uncertainty of a new manager. And yet here he is now. Having, having we spoke to him uh, last week, and, and he talked about how he's had the best season of his career. And if Borough go up, then you can you can you can well believe that that signing Giles on a permanent deal will become an absolute priority.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, to be fair, both Giles and Stefan pretty much had the pick of the championship, didn't they? They could pretty much have chosen whichever championship team they wanted. And- Archer in January, and Archer in January, and yeah. Ramsey in January is um, well. probably Ramsey in January, but but Giles and Stefan in particular, you're right. Come the middle of the autumn, you do wonder if they were thinking, "Oh goodness me, have I, have, you know, have I, have I made the right decision here?" Because you're right. There was, a, you know, there was a very real chance this season could have just drifted into nothingness. And then all of a sudden, like you say, Ryan Giles becomes a player who's had two or three championships loans, none of which have massively, massively worked. As it is now, Ryan Giles is a player who, regardless of what happens with Borough, you could well imagine will be a regular in a Premier League team next season. Hopefully it's with Borough. If for whatever reason it isn't, then, you know, I'd, I'd be surprised if Ryan Giles, because he's, you know, he's, he's had a really, really good season and, and, you know, he's caught eyes left, right and centre.
0: Before we wrap up, then predictions. I think you kind of gave us one in a roundabout way when you were talking about what you, the, the bet you'd have on. Are, are you fancying a yeah. draw on the first leg?
1: And I would stick with that. I, I think, I think it might be one-one on Sunday. I agree, yeah. Um And and like you, I think that is more than good enough for Borough because I think if it was to be one-one, then they would come back to the Riverside and. Two one three one whatever, but I I, I would make Borough really strong favourites to go through if they come away from uh, Coventry with a with a one all draw at the weekend, and I think I think that's what they'll get. I you know I am um, I'd be surprised if it wasn't pretty tight. I'd be surprised if either team won by more than one goal. Um, very surprised, and I, and I and I think it, I think it might be a draw, which which would suit Borough.
0: Brilliant. Well, we're both there on Sunday at the Coventry Building are. Arena, so we'll bring you uh, live coverage throughout, match reaction, analysis, and then obviously we'll get together early next week to reflect on that first leg, to look ahead to the second leg. If there's anything, as ever, that you want us to discuss on the pod, on the vid, then then just give us a shout uh, and do let us know those combined elevens ahead of the uh, ahead of yeah what we'll ahead of today. Wembley. A definitely Wembley appearance for Bora. thanks for watching and listening and, and do remember to like and subscribe have a good weekend